Hey guys, welcome to the number 239 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. And today's episode is going to be a great episode to say the least. We're going to react to the Wizards signing of NBL MVP Xavier Cooks. Recap their two-game series where they went one and one against the Toronto Raptors and preview their matchup tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. This will be an amazing episode, to say the least. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, view. And we got a long one today, so let's not waste any time. Let's get into this. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. So we'll start off the episode by talking about the most recent news that did come out here for the Washington Wizards. And Xavier Cooks, welcome to Washington. Well, I guess not officially, but uh, yeah, he is going to be a Washington Wizard according, a wizard according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Now, he currently is in a series with the Kings in the NBL. He is on the Kings. He won MVP this year, finals MVP last year, and a 6-8 forward. Uh, currently in the championship game, which ends at mo at the you know most amount of time, March fifteenth. So that's ten days from now. So we'll be joining the Wizards at about the end of March, beginning of April, right before playing. Um, and somehow, if the Wizards get, or, or not, I wouldn't say somehow, but either the plan, or if they miss the play, miss the plan, or if they get somehow into that sixth seed, or you know if they make the playoffs, all that time to end the season, Cooks will be on the team. And I understand this move here. By the Wizards, I mean, again, very good player in Xavier Cooks, averaging 16 points a game, nine boards. Uh, yes, he's a very talented player um, in here in the NBL. Again, the MVP this year in the NBL. Uh, now the fifth player to go from the NBL to the NBA. But I think this is a good move. He's 27 years old, 6'8", has a lot as a large wingspan, can't really shoot. But the Wizards really don't need that. You know, if you look at their bench, he can come in immediately and make a difference. You know, their backup forwards, you know, it's not great. With Porzingis and Gafford both as starting bigs, uh, you know, they're really kind of stuck, in a sense, off the bench. You play Todd Gibson a little bit. You play Anthony Gill a little bit. Adding in a guy like Xavier Cooks to give Anthony Gill less time or Todd Gibson less time to actually have some youth in there and some wingspan and some athleticism, I think is very good for the for the lineup and the core. And who knows? He could really develop into a very solid basketball player here in the NBA and forget about the NBL completely and, you know, really be a long-time rotational player. I'm not the biggest, um, you know, person to talk to about, you know, the international players and how they really transfer over to the NBA. That's not my wheelhouse, if that makes sense. But, I think he should be a really talented player for the Wizards. You know, if he doesn't really work out this year, he's got a whole offseason to develop. And then we'll also be on the team next year, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. So, yeah, uh, we really good. Hope his Kings in the NBL win the championship. And, you know, if you just look at him, he's a very talented player, has a very good mentality. So uh, or, uh, I'm happy I'm going to be able to watch him as a Washington Wizard. 
But the Wizards have a long, uh, decent amount of time until he finally is a Wizard. So we got to talk about the current Wizards. And they started off this two-game series with an incredible victory over the Toronto Raptors. And I say incredible because they started off the game hot. It was like once they were hot, no one could stop them. Uh, which is a very good sign. Kuzma had 10 points early, finished the game with 30. Porzingis had 25 and 5. I did mention he would be very hard for Toronto to guard in my preview, and that was cor- and I was correct. Daniel Gafford, 18 points, 5 boards. Gafford's been playing really great basketball uh, over these past few games. Now, Beal didn't shoot that efficiently, sh- shot efficiently from 3, but not from the field. He was really not one of the top tier options of the Wizards in this game. So he kind of stepped back, let his teammates do their thing. 5 rebounds, 5 boards as well for the real deal, Twisted Steel. And then Corey Kispert, 10 points, plus 19 off the bench. Overall, just a really solid performance. It held Toronto to just 108 points, which in the NBA, the NBA we see today is a rarity. And, you know, they kind of went into that mindset of let their lack of offensive talent beat them. So guys like OG Ananobi, guys like Yakupoto, who are talented offensive players, but more known for their defensive side of the ball, let them get their points and not let a guy like Pascal Siakam or Scotty Barnes or Fred Van really get into that top-tier point. Uh, like they've been getting this season. They were each held to under 15 in this game. So uh, great coaching again by West Sunset Jr. and just great executing there from the Washington Wizards. But then yesterday in the second game of the series in D.C., uh, you know, again, I don't think it was amazing to say the least because I, I'm not mad that the Wizards lost because, you know, you're playing a team back-to-back game. Very rare. It doesn't matter if you're the best team in the league or the worst team in the league playing each other. It's really hard to win back-to-back games against the same team because they just adjust. It, it's a very hard thing to do. So I'm, I'm not mad that the Wizards lost this game. I'm just mad at the way they did. And I'm mad at Bradley Beal. 21 points and 10 assists. Sure, Brad. Congratulations. How about 7 of 22 shooting? He could not make a shot if his life depended on it in the fourth quarter and in overtime. And that really um, didn't help the Wizards at all. Porzingis was incredible. It was a monster on the defensive end. 11 boards, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Also added on 22 points and 4 assists with very good efficiency. So nice night there from Kristaps Porzingis. DeLon Wright, unbelievable day from him. Look, Listen to this stat line. 18 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds, 6 steals, 1 block, with 60% field goal shooting, 66.7% 3-point shooting, and 100% free throw shooting. Great day from DeLon Wright, and they're going to need games like this where he steps up uh, without Monte Morris. They're going to need him to run the offense, and that's exactly what he did in this game by being a very productive player on both sides of the ball. I'm not mad at Kuzma for his lack of efficiency in this game, even though it wasn't too terrible. Uh, you know, nearly 50-40-90. It's actually not that bad at all. Uh, but I guess for his lack of scoring in 42 minutes, I'm not mad because uh, he is a little hurt, and that's why he is out. And he was limping basically the entire game, so I'm not mad at him for, uh, you know, for not getting that bucket. But, uh, you know, of course, I mean, for getting those buckets. But, of course, you got to improve on that. But this game really came down to Daniel Gafford was really contained for the first time in a little while. I mean, Kispert did everything he can, but the Wizards' bench really got dominated, and that was a key thing in this game. And then the fact that Beal just couldn't really come up with those with those plays there at, at the end of the game, and I think that that's really important. You know, we mentioned in last episode that there are some moments where you, you don't regret uh, paying Bradley Beal that big contract, and then there are moments where you are. And yesterday were kind of those moments where you do regret getting rid of him. And then again, it was just really bench points. That was a really key thing. You know, the Wizards did not have like, any points off the bench at all. They only had 23. Gary Trent himself off the bench at 26. Out on to Chris Rocher's nine, and then everybody else's points. 
and they start to pile on. You know, 16 plus 26, do the math there, outscoring the Wizards 42 to 23 in the bench unit. You can't get outscored on the bench like that. That's why I do think bringing in Xavier Cooks will help, but the Wizards definitely got to improve their bench play if they want to start winning games here down the stretch. That's a very key thing, and I was talking about this on Sports for Kids. Almost every championship team has a lot of depth, like the Warriors last year. Gary Payton is second. Jordan Poole, Otto Porter Jr. These are guys that came off the bench and made a big difference. The Wizards didn't have that in this game because of their lack of bench play, because of Kuzma's injury, and then because Bradley Beal couldn't make a shot of his life depending on it in the fourth quarter and overtime. The Wizards lost the game, but I'm not too mad. I mean, there were a lot of positive things about that game as well. So, you know, we can still move on, have a nice game here against the Milwaukee Bucks. And um, this game is going to be interesting, to say the least, because Kuzma is out, and that can change everything. However, it does look like Danny Avdia will be available. So that is a very, very positive thing to think about here if you are the Washington uh, if you are the uh, Washington Wizards. In fact, you're going to have Avdia. So, you know, the injury report for both teams, Morris, Monte Morris is still out, Kyle Kuzma is out, and then Danny Avdia, again, was questionable, but it looks like he is going to play. And then for the Bucks, Wesley Matthews, and an important one, like all, basically all season, Chris Middleton is out. For Milwaukee, the starting lineups for the Washington Wizards, it should be looking like DeLon Wright, Bradley Beal, Denny Avdia, um, uh, Denny Avdia, Christoph Porzingis, and Daniel Gafford. As for the number one seed in Milwaukee Bucks, Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Brooke Lopez with Joe Ingles, Jay Crowder, Bobby Portis, a very good team over there off the bench. My prediction for this game, I sadly do have the Wizards taking their second straight loss and their fourth loss in six games coming out of the All-Star break, 116-105, to 105, starting off with my Coburn's catch. And I think the Bucks will win this game. Well, big surprise, guys, because of Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I know you guys are so surprised that I have the Bucks winning because of their best player, maybe the best player in the NBA. So I, I know, I know, I know. But there's, it's just more to that than just saying he's the best player in the NBA and why he's going to dominate. For starters, he's scoring the ball more than he ever has in the NBA. He's averaging a career-high 31 points per game. And I get he has shot the ball less efficient this season than in previous years, but that didn't slow him down from having 55 points, 10 boards, 7 assists, and 2 steals, while shooting 94% from the free throw line on 16 attempts compared to his usual 65% free throw shooting in his only meeting against the Wizards this season. Literally, Giannis is so good, and he had a career-high against the Wizards. The Wizards have done so bad against our players this season, and I don't see why that would stop again. He will dominate again and lead the Milwaukee Bucks to victory. My surprising statement, I think the Bucks' big men, which is Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bobby Portis, and Brooke Lopez, will combine for 70 or more points. Between Giannis and a likely 40-point performance, uh, as we will talk about later, combined with Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis, who, when you look at their point-per-game averages or average game combined 29 points per game, it makes a ton of sense. 40 plus 29 is 69 points right there. So just, you know, you need a little more, maybe a little more from Giannis, maybe a little more from Bobby uh, from Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez, and just like that, you got the 70 points. And all three of these guys are very talented on the offensive side of the ball. We already mentioned Giannis, but then even though I think Porzingis and Gafford are really good defenders in the paint, they're not really great on the perimeter, and Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis can each, can each shoot the lights out uh, from the outside. So call me crazy. I think they're all going to combine for 70 points in this matchup. I mean, when I'm right, just you know, admit it. It's all right. You know, in that one matchup against the Hawks, they said the Wizards have three double-digit point-per-game scores. That was one of my best predictions of the year. I'm looking to continue a decent streak here we have going on in surprising statement. So, yeah, that's my statement right there. 
Spread time, Bucks are six-point favorites over under 227.5. I would pick the under with 221 points in my matchup, and I would pick the Bucks uh, since they ha- I have them winning by 11. My spread, Bucks eight and a half point favorites over under 224.5. Still got the Bucks, still got the under. Fantasy Outlook. I have Yanni's on Didi Kumpo getting 65 to 70 fantasy points. I have Christoph Porzingis getting the 50 to 55 fantasy points. Bobby Portis, 45 to 50. And Bradley Beal, 40 to 45. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? And I think ESPN giving the Milwaukee Bucks a, exactly a 72% chance of winning makes a lot of sense. The Bucks have the best record in the NBA for a reason. And they're playing a below 500 Wizards team. And not to mention, the Bucks have won 16 of their last 17 games. Then a 16-game winning streak. And then they just couldn't quite get a victory over the Philadelphia 76ers the other day. So, you know, still, this Bucks team has been insane. Winning 16, 16 straight games. Unbelievable. I give this percentage a period. I think it makes a lot of sense here for Milwaukee. And last but certainly not least, who you got? I think Giannis Antetokounmpo will be the best player on the floor tonight. For starters, he's the best player in basketball. And the Wizards, as I mentioned earlier, did not do an amazing job containing him in their previous meeting. I think he will have 43 points, an astounding 17 boards, 6 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. Which would need 16 from 27 from the field. That's 59.2%. 1 of 3 from downtown. That's 1 third, uh, 33.3%. And then 10 of 16 from the line, 62.5. Not great, but still 10, 10 free throws is impressive for a guy like Giannis. 2 turnovers three fouls, and helped the Milwaukee Bucks capture their 17th victory in 18 games as the Wizards lose four to six coming out of the All-Star break and find themselves not in a great position sitting sitting already at just the 10th seed uh, in the Eastern Conference just getting into that playing tournament if the season ended today. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did subscribe, follow, share, and view. Enjoy the game tonight. I don't know how we're going to contain Giannis, but hope it's at least somewhat of a good game. You know, I like good games in the NBA. You know, a lot of stuff coming up. March Madness, all that. We covered on Sports for Kids, Cool Sports Network, Chase the Sports News, Cool Sports Newsletter. You know the drill. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did subscribe, follow, share, and view. Enjoy the game tonight. And, of course, as always, I will see you guys next time. Peace.